I hope that they'll get that there is life after divorce and that there's actually a big, beautiful, wonderful life after divorce. With 27-year-olds who want you to dominate them. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, but the sex especially was like a whole new world, you know, like I felt like a Disney princess, you know, so there is life after divorce. You can function, you can flourish, you can grow and you can heal. Hey, I'm MJ. And I'm Bree. Welcome to Keeping It Casual. A sex-positive dating and relationship advice podcast. Yes, I'm married with two kids. And I'm navigating this crazy dating world. We're just here to share our drama. And the wild stories of our listeners. Your Vegas girls are here for you. Let's do it. Let's do it. So, MJ, guess what? What? I pulled an intention card this week that said, There is nothing sexier than my authentic truth. And I truly, truly, truly believe that our guest this week lives her authentic truth every single day. Oh, I know. I can't wait. I'm like one of her biggest Twitter fans as well. And we can't wait for you guys to meet her. But first, mega shout out to our partners Like a Kitten, who have an extra limited edition couples box out right now called the Naughty or Nice Box. And it's all about foreplay. We have a super fun unboxing video, which is way more extra than any (laughs) unboxing video you have ever seen. But all of our unboxing videos are. Uh Check out our... Instagram TV to see what's inside and we've got you 25% off this sexy box with the code keepers25 at likeakitten.com That's right, Uh, which is now actually extended past Black Friday weekend to December 4th because you guys sold out the first round because you guys are some sexy horny bitches. I love our sexy (laughs) bitches and then we need to give a big congrats to this month's winner who scored a sexy like a kitten box. Thanks for the rating review on Apple Podcasts Mm -hmm. and if you want to win something, you can just rate and review on Apple Podcasts as well. That's right so thank you vegas lynn for the five stars hilarious i laughed so hard and wish i could call in like a radio show to join in the girls reminded me of the friends i have i found a new show to get me through my cleaning frenzies Holla. thanks for making time fly oh girl so make sure you send us an email and we will get you your box and it's feedback at keeping a casual podcast.com and we'll tell you more how you can win later this week we welcome host of there are no nice guys she has one of the sexiest voices yes, in podcasting does. <laughs> Laura is also a fashionista and social media expert and just so you know, our first divorcee. Ah. I was actually on her podcast as her millennial social media dating expert, and she got me to talk about all things ass-eating. That was crazy. (laughs) Thank you so much, and let's welcome Laura Laura Coronado! You you guys, they totally gave me goosebumps. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like that cheering at... Seriously, my nipples are hard right now. I was gonna say, are the nipples hard? That's what I want here. You're you're (laughs) cheering, like, totally hardened my nipples. (laughs) (laughs) That intro was just so sweet and kind. Thank you so much. Did, did we miss anything else? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I'm all good here. Okay, good. Perfect. So, so your podcast is called There Are No Nice Guys. Uh, mm-hmm. Can you give us a little background on what your podcast is about and why you chose that name? Well, the name is meant to be provocative, of course. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> and uh, you, you, you just wouldn't believe how many guys get going on that. Like, what do you mean there are no guys? I'm a nice guy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> of so course that, you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so that's funny um but really it speaks to the trope you know the idea of the nice guy just like the perfect woman or you know the prince charming or the perfect housewife like we just need to get rid of all of these tropes and categories i think it kind of screws everything up when you're dating so that's really the meaning behind there are no nice guys it's like there's just men you know they're all individuals they're all 
men, just like there's just women and we're all individuals, you know? So that's really the point of the title. But of course, I'm trying to be provocative and, you know, poke a little bit of some ribbing there, you know? But the reason I started is because basically people asked me to, you know? Um, I was actually working on a book, same title, There Are No Nice Guys, which I'm still working on. It's one of those things I'm sure it's going to take me a while to finish it. Mm -hmm. And then um, in my talks with people, because I was interviewing like other single women, um, so as they're sharing their stories and I'm sharing mine and then I'm taking their stories and tearing my telling my married friends about them everyone was saying you know you really need to have a podcast and and that's really why I kicked it off that's true I love it so we actually haven't had a guest take the BDSM quiz in a very long time when she told me that she asked you she goes I'm gonna ask Laura to take the BDSM quiz I was like fuck yeah I bet she'd do it too basically what was happening is our guests were getting they were getting nervous we were like take this quiz because like one of our most downloaded episodes is where we took this quiz and it's called sex Mm -hmm. talk with a brat and a switch and Mm -hmm. I'm a brat and she's a switch so that's one of our most downloaded episodes and we realized that people really cared about the BDSM quiz results we were like all of our guests are going to take it and then like (laughs) most of our guests were like no I don't want to share these and uh, because uh, the conversations you and I have had and you were like Mm -hmm. I'll talk about anything I don't care I was like she's going to do it (laughs) we we work them all into it usually in a podcast and we were like can you just come on and tell us about all your kinks they're like well I just you know I need a little bit first so so do you care to share your BDSM quiz results? You don't have to go I all of them, sh- but give us your I, top. I'll give you your top, and I would love your feedback on this is really what I want. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. Because I got 100% brat. Oh, brats unite! <laughs> you and Bree. But... Oh, I also got 100% brat tamer. Oh, so you're a total switch then if you're yeah. a brat and, and I got, a brat tamer. And that was followed up by 100% switch, 100% rigor, and 100% rope bunny. So oh, I got some rope bunny. In rigor, me. means, <laughs> rigor means you like to tie up and rope bunny means you like to be tied up. Yeah. She's an equal opportunist. Can you hold on yeah. just one second? Because my <laughs> Her giant dog. puppy is... Violet! Get I, over here! He, Violet is... Um, they have a great Dane and she's like, is Violet eight weeks or six weeks? 15 weeks. Oh, 15 weeks. Okay. okay, I'm, I'm way behind. (laughs) Okay. So as Uh, you are totally a switch, you are, what did, what did Chris say? I am 100% that That switch. switch. As Lizzo said, (laughs) 100% that's it. Yeah. Because I remember getting rope buddy, but I also got like rigor and -hmm. I remember Chris getting that. So it's a lot of that dominating. A lot of people mm -hmm. who are riggers, like they like to tie up their partner, but really they, what they get off on is the actual art of tying them up. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. As a brat, you're a naughty submissive. You like Mm -hmm. to be submissive, but you also you also like to be like, no, make me so you get punished. (laughs) Ah. By that giggle, she's like, that is very true. (laughs) Which one were you most surprised by, Laura? I honestly just wasn't surprised at all. This has always been my thing, (laughs) where I can switch between both. I can be, you know, either submissive to the right guy. Mm -hmm. I actually get really pissed off when the wrong guy tries to make me his submissive. He, He thinks he's dumb. I'm like, you're 22 years old and you probably make about 30 grand a year. Like, no, sweetie. That's, no. That's funny. No, you can't. I'm, I'm 50. You can't fucking dom me when you're like fucking 22 years old. That is hilarious. I think it's like when when you're a switch, you're almost like you want to be dominant first. Like you're like, I will make the rules. Mm-hmm. I'll let you know if I yeah. want to be dominant yeah. or submissive. It's extremely bossy and I respect it so much. So you used to sell sex toys because you and Brie both, Brie used to do sex parties and you used to 
mm-hmm. sell sex toys? I used to work for the corporate company oh. that um, Brie was selling the sex toys yes. for. I basically I was doing what I do now. I was doing marketing. I was doing communications. I led the content team. So we managed the blogging. We managed social media. And then basically all those catalogs. Like if you're a consumer and you go to one of these parties, there's a pretty little catalog with all the product descriptions. I was the one writing all of that. Oh. I used to love. Okay. So there was a catalog. Were you still working there when 50 Shades came out? Yes. I actually, I was totally part of that whole team and that whole <gasps> that kickoff. That catalog was beautiful. The, mm-hmm. the kinky catalog that came out. Oh, fun story. And Laura can back this up. When, and I talked about this on one of our unboxing videos, actually, when 50 Shades of Grey came out, Benoit Balls sold out completely. Yeah. Just worldwide because of that scene in 50 Shades of Grey. Like, yeah. there was a bunch on back order, and I remember seeing it on back order, and I was like, why the fuck are these on back order? I've got shit to sell. I've got clients that need this. 50 Shades inspired a lot of people to uh, buy stuff from me, so I was fine with that. Oh, for sure. For sure. There's like There was so much money to be had in that little niche of sex toys, and, and people thought that it was like real BDSM stuff, and it's like, no, this is actually the vanilla shit. It was. Um, I feel like Laura is insane at like dirty talk and erotica oh, yes. oh, my God. and like sexting. So I have this common thing that happens in my life, and and that is basically every guy I sleep with has a talk with me afterwards where he very sincerely asks me if I'm a porn actress. <laughs> <laughs> Are you loud? Because I'm totally loud. I'm very loud because I am a Libra like you. Yes, right? So yes. I'm totally loud. I'm very talkative in it. And um, e- even my ex-husband used to say to me, fucking you is like fucking a porn star. He'd never fucked a porn star, but I think it was like what he imagined it yeah. would be like. Yes. But I wouldn't know because I've never watched porn. What? <laughs> I'm kidding. She's <laughs> Laura told me priest porn exists. Oh, God. Wait, police porn? Priest Priest. porn. Oh, priest porn. Because I sent out a tweet that said, I don't like when movies cast hot men as priests. It makes me very sexually confused. And she was like, girl, priest porn exists. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what? That's hilarious. That's like a a thing. That was like a whole Samantha Jones thing. So before we get into this really fun getting to know you game, which is a mix of like personal questions, relationships, sex, and also some listener questions, because being that you are our first guest that has gone through divorce and you are just a fucking light of inspiration mm-hmm. and boss babeness to anybody out there that is kind of struggling with that we have some questions to throw in there can you share with us how long you have been divorced and how long have you been living this this new life the single babe life. I can act babe I've been single for five years now and uh, it'll be six years in 2021 you count these years because it's like you can come so far in five years that mm-hmm. it's uh, there's a part of me that's like I can't believe it's only been five years that I've been divorced that's at where I'm at now in the healing process. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, two, I'm also at the point where it's like, why the fuck didn't I do this earlier? Ah. Wow. Yeah, I'm at that point now. And I think it's important to note because I think a lot of women, and I saw this on Twitter just recently, where a woman's like, when do you start healing from the divorce? When does the pain go away? And it does eventually. And it, you, you eventually hit points where you're like, holy shit, I should have done this a long time ago. Mm. Holy shit, I should have left his ass a long time ago. Wow. Oh my God, I'm so glad I don't have to be married to him anymore. <laughs> and you just find this whole sense of freedom and happiness that it never even occurred to you existed. That's amazing. It's it's. I mean, I think a lot of people, they get this really big feel of failure, what mm-hmm. other people are going to think, mm-hmm. and you know, they stay in some really shitty relationships that, I want to skip forward to one of our getting to know you questions. Yeah, Do you mind? Actually, because this is actually kind of touches on what you said, but what is your advice for someone staying in a toxic relationship because they're more scared of divorce than moving out of an unhealthy situation? Yeah, the the divorce will be devastating, but I think 
I really, really believe this. There's nothing more devastating than being sad and lonely in your marriage. Mm-hmm. Mm. I do go through bouts of loneliness. So again, divorced five years, still have these bouts sure. of loneliness throughout those five years. In fact, and it tends to happen around the holidays and I've actually been feeling it now. Mm. Um, but I'm, I'm fine. You like you learn to just sort of deal with it and accept it. But I can tell you this much. The loneliness that I feel every now and then today does not even compare to the loneliness I felt in those last two years of my marriage when oh. I knew that motherfucker didn't love me anymore. That was the that was heartbreak. That was sadness. That was loneliness. That those were my darkest years. And you can deal with like the loneliness that you will feel after divorce is just is so much lighter and benign compared to the loneliness you feel in a toxic marriage. You know what's interesting is one of our listeners asked, um, how do you handle the sudden loneliness when you're divorced? Like that sudden I don't have that person to to talk to anymore or anything. It really helps if you have other people that you can go to. So yeah. when I went through my divorce and I did have those sudden bouts, I've always had this group of girlfriends, of best friends. And so I would just basically text them. I would maybe just text one or I would text all four of them at the same time and there'd be, you know, a group text. And that really helped a lot with those moments. Second, get a therapist. Mm. Like yeah. that totally saved so much for me. I had one therapist when I got divorced. I'm, I have a different therapist now. The only reason I changed is because my health insurance changed. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, then then that'll happen. But uh, having a therapist and having a standing appointment with that therapist, whether it's once a week, once every two weeks, whatever works for you, having that person to talk to will will really help you. Because what you will do is it's almost like you need to reprogram your brain. So it's almost like, you know, uh, we talk about cults nowadays a lot, right? We've seen a lot of cultish behavior. And like the only reason, the only way people can be saved from a cult is to be reprogrammed. And that really applies to all of us dealing with any sort of like mental health issues, whether it's anxiety or depression, grief, whatever. And those are feelings you will experience when you get divorced. So you need to start reprogramming. Instead of waking up feeling sad and blue, you have to reprogram your brain to wake up and you feel happy and hopeful. Um, So that takes actual work to get there and and the person who's going to help you get there is a therapist that is amazing oh you kick this off so hard brie and i just our eyes started welling up looking at each other like oh my god this is too real so let's backtrack a little bit and we're going to flow through some fun getting to know you and like i said listener sex relationship stuff so we're just going to hit you with some randos are you ready okay i'll try (laughs) what is one thing that you are doing when you feel your most confident self masturbating (laughs) okay so i found out that if you want to manifest right after you come say your manifestations (laughs) it's called sex magic and it's like a real thing (laughs) hashtag sex magic i believe it that that, that makes total sense when you say it i mean i'm sitting here going how did i already not know this this is that's perfect (laughs) advice hold on what is the last thing you shouted masturbating (laughs) brie Um, that we were gonna get a million downloads. Oh. <laughs> With this episode, it's happening. I was I like, a million it. downloads. <laughs> Keeping it casual is like, I, I, like, I, I mean, I've been like, I'll, sometimes I'll like come and be like, we're going on tour. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. so cool. Oh, we're yes. taking you with us yes. when we come. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, you are a, totally a part of the Alternative Babe tour that's now. That's right. Oh, Bring nice. it back before 2020 wiped it out. All right, I got a question. <laughs> I got a question for you. One of my favorite things to do is follow you on Twitter. 
better because you'll like you'll make me want to spark up a joint because you say things like is it wrong that I like ate I don't know the random stuff you say because I smoked all of this so here's my question for you does weed expire oh so I don't know that it expires expires but it, but remember we live in the desert so it kind of can get kind of dried out and just sort of lose its potency it loses its magic you know or at yeah. least it seems that way now I'm not an expert okay you really should talk to like a horticulturist you know like my stepdad he seems to know a lot more about weed than I do as a matter of fact really <laughs> yes that's so funny yeah I'm like I don't know if I, I did find something in the backyard and I was like well <laughs> I mean I think the older it gets the more like it loses its potency yes. you know it's just not as rich and you just sort of lose its its essence yes but I feel like if you find it you really need it and it'll probably work so go for it guys yeah. Yeah, why not? I mean I don't think it'll make you sick it's not like it's eating you're eating like no. you know mayonnaise that went bad or oh, something you God. Know? yeah you're just you're just gonna get a little a little less stone than you intended yeah, I think so <laughs> okay I think so so on my episode we were talking about building your online dating profile and you talked about how you said big dicks only apply <laughs> what does your dating profile say now after my episode <laughs> <laughs> well um, well there's a pandemic so I have not been dating I've took all down all of my dating profiles yeah for you I, I help take care of my parents I look after yeah. my parents okay. and again if you follow me on Twitter you know I'm always telling stories about my mother and whatever bringing you so, breakfast tacos yeah oh yeah she just brought me breakfast tacos two days in a row right oh, so jealous so, yeah and my stepdad was like fixing my front door they're taking care of you Laura <laughs> <laughs> I take care of my parents oh, yeah you know they totally are taking care of me <laughs> but I spend time with them they're elderly mm-hmm. I am not exposing them so I cut my sex off my sex life off back in March and I went ahead and got off the dating apps because I knew that I would again have my bouts of loneliness and horniness and just talking to a guy I felt like was going to be way too tempting yeah so I actually took down my dating profile but I have been working on having one ready mm. for when I'm ready so can I read it to you guys? yes, yes. so it starts off at the top all caps only Biden Harris voters should swipe right <laughs> yes <laughs> Right? We all approve of that? I okay. definitely approve of that. Okay. Because it used to say MAGA swipe left, but I was like, ah, oh, that sounds negative. Let's go for the positive. You yeah. voted for Biden-Harris. You know, swipe right. Okay. So then it says about me, Latina, sassy, child-free, independent, strong, blunt. I work full-time from home in marketing. I'm learning to play the guitar. I have a women's lifestyle blog and a podcast about dating. I'm not a damsel in distress. Mm. Ooh. Yes, girl. All of it. I love it, and I love how independent you are, but I'm going to tell you this. Mm-hmm. Having I'm not a damsel in distress in your profile will get way less swipes Hmm. yeah but then will that also weed out the guy it will weed out the weak ones we're weeding out the weak in 2021 right Right? Uh, and and the first one that comes to you and is like what have you learned to play on guitar that's a good one right there okay okay because he's getting into the details he's like oh she plays guitar and i'm curious what have you learned (laughs) yeah yeah it starts off a conversation right yes Mm -hmm. um and then i end it with i took out the big dicks thing So that's out. Okay. I am open to both casual encounters or a loving relationship. It depends on how much I like you. Oh, I love it. Okay. I'm and then you're going to implement my three-day FaceTime and or phone yes. call. And the f- yes. 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 Oh, my God. That was like the best advice ever. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. I'm not li- I'm not letting these guys sort of like play it out. I think I was, what was what did I tell you? Like two weeks? I was yeah. giving them like two weeks. Yeah. Like, no, it's just, that's just too much time. That it sounds was. standard. Like me not knowing, like I think that would sound standard but Brie was 
was like, nah, get right to it. Too many catfish out there. <laughs> yeah, and she's right. Yep. I mean, there really are a lot of catfish. There's a lot of married guys. Married. And there's a lot of um, our guys in relationships. Mm-hmm. And the reason they let it drag out is what Brie was telling me is that be- they do that because they're in a relationship. Yeah. Like, that's the red flag. The reason he's not always so communicative or responsive to your messages or, you know, the reason he keeps prolonging your first date is because he's in a fucking relationship. Yeah. He should be excited to meet you like, babe, when am I going to yeah. get to... We have a friend who has only met the guy she's talking to at work. Oh, like, she, she, she will bring him... him at work and I'm like, what are you doing? And two months ago, we told her, if he doesn't have any time outside of work to see you, then he's in a relationship. He's married yeah. or in a relationship and, and he's living with that person is exactly what I said. We updated mm-hmm. it the other day. Still only visiting him at work. Bringing like, him food and everything. <gasps> Stop. Yep. Stop bringing him snacks at work. Don't oh, bring gosh. him snacks. They yeah. should bring you snacks. Mm-hmm. Next one is a listener question. Is there such a thing as too soon to start sleeping with someone after divorce? No, there is not. Mm. It really just depends on what works for you. So my, my advice there is if you're ready for it within shit, 10 days, do it. But at the same time, don't force yourself to do something. If, if, if it's been 10 months and you still don't feel ready, that's okay. Yeah. Because, you know, my normal is not going to be your normal and my healthy isn't going to be your healthy. So you need to do what works for you. But I don't think there's anything anything wrong with it being like immediately. I mean, if the, usually the relationship is over before the divorce anyway. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 That's so just true. when you're feeling it, don't feel guilty. Get in on there. So honestly, even would you say like, um, I'm not married, but say I am. And I'm like, well, we're separated, not even legally. And mm. I was like, I'm going to go fuck this big Ooh. dick I found. That's yeah. okay. <laughs> well, I mean, if, if, if you're great uh, husband has also agreed that you guys are going to see each other i don't see why not okay um but i think if that's not being communicated and that's the whole problem that's why marriages fall apart if you're not communicating what you're really up to and what you're thinking and what you're doing and what you're wanting to do i mean everything just sort of becomes like uh you're you're being secretive you're being you know yeah. betraying the, you know like yeah. you don't want to be the bad guy you don't want to no. be the reason why it fell apart sometimes the marriage just falls apart just because it just doesn't work out but you never want to be the person to be blamed for it you know yeah you don't want to do that in any relationship marriage or yeah. not like yeah that is a really great area when it's like the separation like yeah when you're like okay we're separated what does that mean is it okay to sleep with other people you know yeah. as long as that's been communicated like separation mm-hmm. is a trial mm-hmm. all right so next question does the end of a marriage have to turn into a huge battle it really shouldn't the healthiest way to divorce is as peaceful and as respectfully as possible i mean two people loved each other at once there's no reason why it shouldn't and in an amicable kind of way. Yeah. You know? Mine did. Mine was amicable. Good. Good. However, nice to hear. Oh. However, mm-hmm. oh. there mm-hmm. is a part of me, you know, like I said earlier, like I wish I had done it sooner. Mm-hmm. I also wish I had hired a lawyer oh. and taken him to court and gotten alimony, which I could have gotten and gotten like future inheritance. I mean, because oh. we were married a thousand years. I'm pretty sure a thousand years is the mark where you get. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like forever. That's like when I talk about my radio career. I'm like, 80 years I was on the radio. <laughs> it's longer every time. It was such a lifetime. You know, it was a whole lifetime. Yeah. It's the second act now. Yeah. No, but it's true. It's that's true. Good advice. Well, that's, you know, you tried to make it as amicable as possible. Mm-hmm. So you were like, I don't need a lawyer. I don't need this. Let's just, yeah. like, keep it clean. But even yes. if you want to keep it clean, you suggest getting lawyer. a lawyer. Yeah. Yeah, except I really believe that if you get a lawyer, it probably will end up being in a battle. So you really have to pick and choose your fights. Like, you know, what is it worth for? I mean, you also have to understand, yeah, I'm, I'm divorced.
divorced, but I'm also child free. Bring children into, into the oh. mix, and it's a whole new ballgame. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's a completely different dynamic. So, mm-hmm. you know, my advice do what's best for you. It shouldn't have to end in a battle, but it may have to if you're going to go to court. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think if you're feeling any unfairness or you're unsure about things, it doesn't mm-hmm. hurt to get a consultation, maybe get some yeah. advice yeah. of like yeah. what I should do and how I should proceed. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. there are I Oof. think there are lawyers out there who will do like consultations for free for you to sure. just be like, I, I don't know anything, like help me. Yeah. 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 All right. So okay. we got another listener question. Another listener question, okay. And we've gotten a couple of these going through time that we just kind of saved because we're like we, we can't speak to on this yet mm-hmm. so. yeah we didn't know <laughs> i'm so angry with my soon-to-be ex-husband and my therapist told me i have to take responsibility for my portion of our divorce how do i do that oh that's a hard one mm-hmm. um, so really you have to i would start at the very beginning which is to establish an honest relationship with yourself so before you even get to that point where you're going to analyze everything you did wrong, because think about it. If I tell you what you did wrong, you feel attacked. Mm-hmm. So you yourself don't want to turn inward and attack yourself, right? Yeah. Um, so I be, I would say begin with establishing a good relationship with yourself, an honest relationship with yourself, and maybe start with like more positive things. Like someone who can't see her blame in the relationship failing is probably someone who doesn't take credit for all the good things she does in life. So if I were her, I would first start with, hey, here are the ways I was a good wife. And if she's a mother, Mm -hmm. hey, here are the ways I'm a good mother. Yeah. And once she starts to feel good about herself and she compliments herself and she sees all the good in herself, then she'll have the courage to see where she went wrong in the relationship. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think like your therapist very rarely is like, well, where did you go wrong? So like to me, it's like when I read that question, I was like, oh, something had to weird have had to happen for your therapist to even say that (laughs) she's like bitch you drive me crazy every week okay maybe it's time to look at a little bit of your behavior (laughs) but no i even like if i'm fighting with my husband i even if i'm like he's so wrong and i'm so right i'm always trying to look at a little bit of like all right maybe i give him a little attitude to set him off or there's always Mm -hmm. something Mm -hmm. yeah we all can just be a little better at it probably some personal growth it really takes two to tango unless somebody's Mm -hmm. like been having this like a long affair and you've been you've been a great wife yeah like there has i mean obviously exceptions there's exceptions to every rule but like Mm -hmm. usually when men have affairs it's because the intimacy in their relationship ends and it's like well you kind of you know who knows who knows you know yeah but yeah it's stuff like that so there's always like two sides to every story exactly so I have a question for you mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. you constantly are so outspoken about how much you hate Facebook <laughs> <laughs> have you tried Facebook dating yes I tried it immediately because you know of my podcast <clears throat> and, and you know, writing this book and you know I'm trying to put myself out there as like oh I'm the smart single woman who knows shit yeah. so I was like oh, I better try Facebook dating because someone's gonna call me on that oh my god what a piece of shit <laughs> Try it. Why? Why is this different? Okay, so also understand my background is well. Right now, my my current job is in technology, right? So I always come at things from this very much like the the UX and all of that shit, right? The coding sucks, man. This man, like, like I know what the fuck I'm talking about, but still. So uh, Facebook dating, like just the interface, the user experience is is bad and it is sucky. Mm -hmm. Uh, But the guys that were on there, where it was like the bottom of the fucking barrel. Was it like dating on Craigslist? Yes. Great. That was a great example. Wow, like, that was think, a great comparison. You would think that would be a little better because you're like, no. oh, mutual friends are friends, and it's just like, no, it's everybody. No. It's basically, 
people. I mean, there's a reason why you're not already friends with them on Facebook. Let's put it that way. Mm. You know, like if they were such great people, you'd be friends with them on Facebook. But you're not friends with them on Facebook. And, and it's like, oh, this is why we've never met because you're the kind of person that I would never want to meet in person. Are they like, they're like so such a disconnect, like they don't have any mutual friends? Or is it like, oh, you have one mutual friend? Yeah, there are mutual friends, but that's the thing. It's like, it's, you know, and yeah, sometimes your friend of a friend isn't necessarily someone sure. you'd ever want to be friends with, right? Yeah. And yeah. It's like these are the guys that you wouldn't want your friends to set you up with. <laughs> yeah, so it's like the guy that, like, you f- that's at the party who's, like, drunk and, like, filling up on all the ladies inappropriately. It's like, like Uncle Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> My husband is, like, sensational, right? He's, like, that guy that has everything. He's got all the moves, for me at least. But no, her husband's I amazing. I judged him based on his one of his dear friends he's known for 20 years, I'd be like, why? <laughs> Who are, are you like him? If you're anything like him, fucking forget it. <laughs> at, oh. my, at my birthday, oh. Uncle, we, we joke about Uncle Charlie, so I don't yeah. mind bringing him yes. up. At my birthday, he he's was... He's not related. He's no. just old enough to be an uncle. So <laughs> at my birthday party, he was hitting on our friend who's like 24 years yeah. old, and she's just this hot babe and's newly oh, single. God. And then he it's came like up to me, and he was like, breathe. Why do you want to be with somebody else and not me? And I was Aww. like, because you're 50 and you're a disaster. Because <laughs> she's a disaster, number one. That's it. So it'd be like the Uncle Charlies of the world that are your mutual. That's oh yes, what he's dating. Oh, God. He doesn't know how to listen to podcasts. It's okay. okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. We destroyed him. Okay. Another episode question. So this was a funny situation where Bree and I had got caught in where, like, uh, have you ever stopped dead in your tracks before having sex? Ooh, no. Ooh. No. So how it came up is MJ had a guy who, like, just rolled over and was like, take me now! Yeah, he just kind of, like, flopped in bed and expected me to just, like, take him. And I was like, whoa, you're not even going to wrestle me to the bed? You're just, like, laying down, like, actually, you think you're Marilyn Monroe? Like, and he almost, he almost threw the hand over the forehead, like, uh, just go ahead and worship me. And he was totally dad bod in it. It's not like there was something I needed to just oh, trample. Thing. It was not hot. And mine was a guy. He came, wasn't a dad. A guy told me he had. <laughs> Like, the guy told me he had an underwear fetish, and I was like, all right, cool. So I, like, scantered over in my sexiest bra and panties, and he came out in a man thong, and I was like, whoa! Wow. <laughs> so he has been dubbed man thong on the podcast, and we tell people, don't be a man thong. Oh. <laughs> There's never been a situation where you were like, I gotta get the fuck out of here before things go down. No, I mean, Ooh, I have hooked you. up with random men that I just met, you mm-hmm. know? Same. I've done the whole... Yeah, totally done that. But, I mean, I'm pretty fucking picky. I, I don't think I would bring home someone who could stop me in my tracks. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm, like, really particular. I I'm had just, high hopes know. for man There are some things that you, <laughs> some things you can't anticipate, Laura. Like, another one I had who was incredible at going down. And oh. when it came time for party, I was like, where is your dick? Oh. Okay, so I have had was, those moments. Does that count? Yes. Yes. I was like, where is it? It's it was not there. So I just faked like I had drank too much and I was going to throw up. I didn't want to hurt his feelings. You were like, oh, I got to no get out of here. There was no, I couldn't even work with it. I was like, what is this? This is, you know, I mean, it's if best. they're good at going down, I, and if, if they're going to satisfy me, even if it's in that way and only in that way, uh, 
I'd give them another shot. Like, I'm not one to kick someone out of my bed because they have a small dick. At least they went down on me and they were really good at it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but now I understand the red flag for that because, of course, the red flag is the guy took his shirt off, went down on you, he kept his jeans on. Well, well that's always what they do is they keep their fucking jeans on to hide their dick until it or, comes or you know, just, to showtime. Or just their underwear. It wasn't a hot tub, yeah. so I wasn't really uh, noticing until uh, we got to the bedroom. Okay. Then I was like, oh, that's really, really, uh, is that for real? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, uh, you know what? But and he was the coolest dude ever, too. I I'm like speaker. the total opposite. Well, I've never encountered something so small that I was like, oh no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I've encountered some small dicks in my life. But I'm the type of girl I like take one for the team and I pretend that I'm choking on their little ass oh, dick. That's so sweet. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I am a sweetheart. That's a charitable act. It's like somebody's asked you, like, what kind of charity have you done lately? You tell them that story. <laughs> choke on a small yes. dick <laughs> that is i mean that's so much nicer than giving 10 percent to a fucking church you know what you're mm. like you know what you can get in the back door go for it <laughs> right? yeah. that's like that's, this is a first night anal type of situation <laughs> <laughs> you know what i got plans for you around back What's up, keepers? So who's up for a sexy date night in? Because Like a Kitten just launched a special couples box that has everything you need to play naughty or nice. This is a limited time box, and we got you 25% off now through Black Friday weekend with code KEEPERS25 at checkout. This box is all about foreplay and holds fun products to entice yours and your partner's sensual side. I am loving this beautiful teaser necklace, which you can use as a flogger <laughs> or to tickle your partner during playtime. Yes, Chris and I absolutely love the naughty or nice game. It's like the prelude to foreplay. So do you guys play naughty or nice? Always play naughty. You can get a peek into this box on our Instagram or on our YouTube channel. We had a blast filming and it looks like our <laughs> kickoff video for our OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say there were some bindings and some ties and blindfolds. Massage. Very sexy. So this has been one of the most fun nights in Chris and I have had in a while. There was like so many fun new things to mix it up in the box. So grab this limited edition box before they sell out now through Black Friday weekend with 25% and use our code KEEPERS25 at likeakitten.com. Now, back to the show. So, we want to talk a little about sex toys. You want to do the next one? What sex toys do you love to use on a partner? Not have a partner use on you, but what do you love to use on a guy? Yeah. I don't really like using sex toys on a guy. Now, I Ooh. have, and I have stories for you. Okay. Yes. Um, <laughs> there's, but there's nothing in particular. Like, I never look at a guy and be like, I want to fuck him in the ass, you know, yeah. or play with his asshole, you know? Yeah. I do. Um, <laughs> it, but I, and, and I think that's totally cool. I've just, that hasn't been my thing. However, I'm open to it when a, a man requests it. So, mm-hmm. uh, uh, right after I got divorced, I started. I had a year-long hookup thing situation with this young boy who was about 27. Yes, girl. Mm. And um, well done. And he loved for me to put on a strap on and fuck him in the ass. <gasps> wow. <laughs> now, I, I did it because, you know, to me, that was appropriate, age-appropriate domination. Like I said, these 22-year-old boys who think that they can dominate, I'm like, dude, go back to your mother. <laughs> this 27-year-old understood that if we were going to be playing those kinds of games, I would be the dom naturally because, you know, I'm like old enough to be his mother, right? Mm. So I'm he, getting wet thinking about all this. Oh, <laughs> <nice>. <laughs> Nipples are hard. <laughs> I mean, he loved it. I loved um, the domination aspect of it. Um, I loved, you know, 
kind of being over him because he would be like on his back with his legs in the air. So oh. he's like standing at the edge of the bed. Oh, I'm in a dominant God, position so over hot. him. And he was such a pretty boy too. So, a pretty little French boy with a big dick. Wow. Um, Please tell so, me you wore some thigh highs and some getting high crazy heels. visuals right now. <laughs> <laughs> my lingerie with my tits hanging out. Yes. Yeah. Um, so he enjoyed it. I enjoyed giving him pleasure. I enjoyed the domination aspect of it. But it wasn't the kind of thing where I was like, hey, I want to buy a strap on and fuck every nick- guy in the ass. Nickname myself Peggy. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Peggy was only a- fans coming soon. <laughs> yeah. And it was a fun, it was a fun like experience to yeah. do that. How was it for you? Was that nuts? So that was your first time using one? Yes, that was my first time using a strap on. Or that was my first time, you know, penetrating a man. Because we, we started off, of course, with my tongue. Mm-hmm. Then we moved up to the finger. Mm-hmm. Then we moved up to a prostate massager. Okay. And then we moved up to a small uh, strap on. And then he wanted a strap on as big as his own dick. Oh. Okay, wait. Let's back up for a second. So Lots a prostate massager. I feel like this is the this is where we're coming with this question. Like, what what's uh, a good intro toy for a boy? A woman oh, to use a boy. So tell us about this prostate massager. So a prostate massager is much like a G-spot toy, except mm-hmm. it's a lot shorter. Like a little, um, okay. So it'll have like a little angle to it to hit his prostate. Mm-hmm gland, uh, which you can also call the P-spot. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you can massage his P-spot, and if it vibrates, uh, that would be nice, you know, just yeah. a nice, you know, and you, if you want to have different levels, like, you know, the low level to start with, like, a small, you know, mm. and then you get to the bigger <laughs> one and bigger one and see, see oh! the handle. Um, <laughs> Jackhammer sound. But I have, uh, so two tips. One is that you should really use lube. Always. Lots of lube. Yeah, Always. you want to lube that fucker up. Um, I don't recommend using silicone lube with silicone toys. Nope. There's some people who say that you can do that. I, I do think that if you use silicone lube with a silicone toy, it will break down the toy. Oh. So I don't recommend you. I recommend using a water-based lube with yeah. a silicone toy. Ladies, taking um, notes. Okay. Yes. However, it can get slippery. And there were a couple times that I almost lost. Lost <laughs> the toy right up his ass yeah oh my god you are reminding me of a story one time a guy was using <sighs> anal beads on me and i don't know what happened but my asshole was so tight and they just flew across the room i was like i think i just wasn't comfortable enough so he had like one in and i was like kind of clinching and they went Nice. <laughs> you were like, I meant to do that, fucker. I forgot about <laughs> that right now. I think I, Ta-da. I, think I like I, that. I, I blocked I, it. I blocked it. I think I blocked that entire guy. I fucked him. Period. <laughs> That's so funny because I think it's like when you get to like the kinky shit with guys, especially Chris and I have our tequila nights. You know, we break out a lot of stuff, fun stuff. The anal beads are always a good time. Yeah. Um, but a lot of women aren't sure how to take that next step with toys with mm-hmm. their man so to do something like a prostate massager is a very great tip and I love the water-based lube yeah. suggestion and maybe get a little handle on the end of it <laughs> some of them will have like a little hook like a little loop where you can loop your finger yeah. uh, this particular one I was using on him did not mm-hmm. so I was like holding on to that sucker for dear life because I just yeah. knew it was going to slip up into his ass yeah it gets really slippery so you got to mm-hmm. be really careful with that yeah but to introduce toys in the bedroom I, I especially if you're a woman who wants to use it on your man and you know how men can be kind of like shy about that mm-hmm. stuff um i recommend bringing a toy bringing a toy into your own bedroom to use on yourself yes mm-hmm. like maybe sh- maybe putting on a show for him to show him how you like to use a toy on yourself yeah yeah then the next session is him 
using the toy the way you taught him to use a toy. And then the next session could be, you know, hey, how about we use one on you? Yes. Yeah. And, so, yeah. And then even like um, if you get like a Wii Vibe or something, you, can, mm-hmm. you know, oh, that's, that's a great idea. That's a couple's toy. Or I'm going back to my passion parties training. <laughs> I'm a big fan of the Lilo Tour 2 cock ring. C-ring? Oh, Constriction yes. ring? Oh. Uh-huh. I have one still in plastic. I just haven't found the right guy I want to use it with. It, you, when you like it, you will put the ring on it, girl. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't liked a guy long enough to or break much. That yeah. <laughs> you will find the, the, right, the right cock for that ring. I promise you. And once you use it, you're going to be like, oh. <laughs> is, it, is it like a vibrating one? It or? is. A, but it, and it's made of the most, because Lalo has like the most soft silicone ever. Okay. okay. And it's like, and what it is is like when I used to demo it I would put it on the tip of my like bring it all the way down and then show you how much it vibrated through the tip of my fingers it literally makes their cock as you slid it over your fingers yeah it literally makes their cock into your own little vibrating sex toy it's amazing um but also what a good thing that I like to do is I like to take my vibrator and like run it up and down the shaft and play a little bit with the balls with it yes Yes. and put it like right at the the taint yeah and just let them yeah yeah and that's that's what I've learned too is you know you just kind of want to tell them to breathe and just be like let me know if that's just be like I'm going to just take a deep breath. And mm-hmm. as they, if they want to breathe into it, then you know they want a little more. If they're just like, eh, no, just, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> read yeah. their stuff. But that is a very sensitive subject, sensitive area, it's sensitive topic of all, mm-hmm. but um, very intriguing. And there should be more information out there about it. That's why, that's why MJ and I are so big on like, if your guy wants a little anal play, do a massage mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. put, put a bead in. Oh, yeah. And oh, then massage yeah. a little bit more. Massage that butt. Just slap your hands <laughs> yeah. on those cheeks while he's laying on his stomach and just start working those things thumbs and getting the spread getting that cheek <laughs> oh gosh wow, okay. our episode 69 divulged a lot of information probably a little sloppier than we hoped but we were pretty drunk when we did this yeah, we, we were, were like we were supposed to have a porn star on and then she ghosted us yeah Aww. and then we got super drunk and we were like all right we're doing this ourselves and it was a, and it was a facebook live on a friday <gasps> afternoon people were working oh, it was just so inappropriate it was so inappropriate <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. We had a good time. Okay, Laura, uh-huh. what is a takeaway you hope that people will get from this episode? I hope that they'll get that there is life after divorce and that there's actually a big, beautiful, wonderful life after divorce. It's with you... 27-year-olds who want you to dominate them. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, the sex especially was like a whole new world, you know? Yeah. Like I felt like a Disney princess, you know? So there is life after divorce. You can function. You can flourish. You can grow and you can heal that's amazing was the um had the sex died in your marriage before the divorce god yeah yeah Yeah. that that last two years was a loveless sexless Mm. marriage it's very possible he was having an affair i never caught him having an affair Mm. um but the sign you know of not having sex and you were just talking about um your friend who Mm -hmm. is like you're you're pretty sure the guy she's seen is married and you know he's she's only seen him at work well i never it never dawned on me that my ex might be having an affair um my mother was the one who brought it up and i was like but mother he's home like every night and she goes you do realize you can have an affair while you're at work right yeah and i was like um derp no (laughs) (laughs) yeah lunch dates yeah so it was really so i have a really sad story about sex with him if you guys want to hear it yes 
Yeah. Okay, so like share. this is like a red flag of the marriage being over. Um, you know, we were we used to do date nights. We kind of stopped doing that, and we weren't mm-hmm. having sex anymore. And so I arranged for like a really hot, heavy session in the hot tub. Mm-hmm. And w- it was getting like hot and heavy. I was really flirting, and I have like these big great tits and so they're like all like kind of floating around everywhere and I'm looking all hot and sexy and he excused himself and so he was taking a while so I went to the house to see what was going on I hear him in the bathroom he's in the shower he's masturbating <gasps> what the fuck oh yeah. no he would rather have masturbated than have sex with me that's how heartbreaking and rejected everything you know oh, how fucked up it all was you know yeah. I was I was I was just, I was so rejected and um, that was like a huge big sign I, I think it was only a couple months after that that I left. Wow. wow. You know what? You are so strong for leaving after that because I feel like I know at my point I would probably be like, well, if I work out and I get hotter and I do this, mm-hmm. like I know the way my brain is wired. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, the problem's me, not him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gosh, girl, thank you yeah. for inspiring us. Yeah. Aww. And I, I think a lot of people out there are, are, especially right now, you know, it's just one of the strugglest times because whether you're home with your children constantly, like I am, mm-hmm. I love them, but mm-hmm. some days mm-hmm. I do want to run away from home. And my mm-hmm. husband, you know, but like a lot of people are just being confined so hard right now. And they're yes. really getting to see people for who they are and what they are in ways they aren't used to. And it's pushing people to realize, do I want this in my life? Is this kind mm-hmm. of life and, and people I want to be with? Yeah. So I think it's important to just tell people, you know, if you are in an unhealthy toxic relationship and you're scared of divorce I mean yeah we're all going to be lonely but what's worse than being lonely and having somebody right next to you yes you know or having somebody worst. doubt you all the time or doubting mm-hmm. yourself so you are just full of light and positivity and just oh, yes. just and you're just such a sex kitten with your Aww. your wild and just <laughs> outspoken personality mm-hmm. and I think that just shows that no matter what age or wh- how how long you've been married or whatever when you find it's time to move on there's always going to be something new right around the corner no matter what yeah and and what's around the corner actually is a happiness and it's yourself it's finding yourself you will find yourself around that corner and that's the best part of it um when like what we said at the top of the show is like you you are the sexiest when you're living your most authentic truth and when you're in this loveless marriage and you're putting this act on every day you are not living your most authentic Mm -mm. truth Mm -mm. very good point that's a very good point and i was being i was being untrue to myself the longer you stay in that marriage the more you're betraying yourself and you're 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 holding yourself back from the life you could be living and Mm -hmm. like you don't have this is the one thing I tell myself my friends everybody is you don't have to be in a relationship to be happy yeah true yeah I feel that's very true I feel like like Cher says it all the time she's like I've had marriages I've been single she's like I find myself most happy when I don't have a stupid man in my life and yeah I'm like what's up Cher yeah (laughs) even even recently I've seen like um I've seen a couple of girls I've known single moms you know find love and Uh two to be exact in the last like three weeks and I was like wow look at her and her new man I'm like oh Mm -hmm. my god like she's got three kids and this one's got one kid she's like I found you know and you're just like look at these people moving on and they've had these relationships whether you have kids or whatever if it's not Mm -hmm. right and you're not feeling like things are driving then it's time to really look at that and it's gonna be okay but if you are I think deep down when you're starting to feel that way it's it's time to get some information and Mm -hmm. and maybe feel more confident that you can do it yeah Yeah. but um before we go you have an incredible podcast and we Mm. want to besides Bree's episode can you tell everybody (laughs) what episode Bree was on we're going to link to it in the show notes we want them to listen to that 
absolutely but what is uh, another episode that you'd love to point people to like say they just wanted to jump right in and just be like let me get a taste of this there are no nice guys podcast <laughs> what's one you just love to pieces well first of all Bree's episode was my premiere episode for season two yeah yes, I love this so that is the one to listen to mm-hmm. um, but I guess my favorites still I actually have two it's my season one mm-hmm. I went over dating horror stories okay yes. and uh, there was just so many to tell that it took two episodes so there's a part one and a part two <laughs> nice so season one dating horror stories I highly recommend that one I find it to be the most relatable because every single woman has dozens of dating horror stories that's why we do why did I date him on this podcast yeah that's right that's right we'll send you one in <laughs> send you one of ours each yes yes <laughs> you've had um, one of our favorite guests on too <gasps> Lindsay, Lindsay Allen. Allen oh yes isn't I didn't... she just a ray of sunshine oh my god I fell in love with her we were having like these little like bonding moments like we were both bringing each other to tears um, oh. on, on my podcast but uh, she's so on season two I did a series called being sexy mm. and she's my first part she's part one of being sexy where we talk about you know using your body to be and feel sexy like mm-hmm. she gives tips on how to um, enter the room on your first date I love it. you know how to how to use your body to flirt and to send signals um, and she you know compares like you know uh, the burlesque dance art form and she talks about how you can bring those elements into your dating life or just to yourself that that confidence that that sassiness and sauciness and sultriness and she taught me the slow burn because I'm one of those who's like um, the guy who thought he was Marilyn Monroe and just kind of turned over and was like take me yeah, yeah. that's me that's oh, really me I'm like you can do that are, he can yeah, my, clo- my clothes are off let's fuck you know that's me yeah. um, but she taught me the art of the slow burn that really you want to tease mm-hmm. before you start going going into all of that uh-huh. like, you know move slowly talk slowly and and so that's something I want to start incorporating too mm. after the pandemic when I get back to dating is yes. you know that sort of slow burn but yeah she just has some great advice about using your body to seduce a man she's such a babe she was on our episode cherry bomb and um, also we did checking in with the babes with some of our past guests when the, the pandemic first kicked off but mm-hmm. she's she's phenomenal and she's the OG pussycat doll you guys yes. go have a listen yes. to her uh, if you haven't heard of on, on our podcast and definitely on Laura's podcast yes. as well. But Okay, so and then <gasps> can you drop your socials for yes. all of our people? We need to find you where everybody can find Def- Number one, I'm going to recommend following the girl on Twitter because she's yes. queen. Okay, I love it. I love your Twitter. So my podcast, There Are No Nice Guys, can be found on Spotify, on Google Podcasts and Apple Podcasts. And then my own, uh, I'm on social media on, t- well, really on, on Twitter. I've been kind of pulling away from Facebook, pulling away from Instagram. Mm-hmm. Totally on Twitter. So you can find me at Lolly Shopping. L-O-L-L-I-E shopping and um, I also have a blog called Lolly Shopping. That's my personal blog as well. And what do you talk about on your blog? So it started off as a little fashion blog in Las Vegas um, years and years ago before when people were just starting to have blogs and um, I since the divorce and my life changing I've now focused on more of a women's lifestyle. So yes I still cover shopping and fashion but I also talk about dating and relationships, career uh, women's health. Yes. Um, I go through all kinds of topics now because I feel like I've um, I've outgrown just the niche of just fashion, mm-hmm. and I kind of want to cover all of women's lifestyle topics. You should. I love 
head. Well done. Laura, you are amazing. Thank you so Mm -hmm. much for coming on. I loved being on your show. I I know it took a while for us to get you onto ours, but (laughs) we kind of assumed that we would be out and about at this point. (laughs) Because we wanted to, at at the time when I was on yours, we were doing our virtual stuff and it was just sound wise we weren't happy with anything yeah yeah honestly yeah. we weren't ready for it we were like things will be fine soon things will be fine soon <laughs> we were we had high hopes for the world yeah. um but we've we figured it all out now and thank you so much and we're yeah. so blessed and grateful to have you on thank, thank you for having me on yes. thank you for giving me hard nipples at the beginning oh of the show. thank you 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 like literally got us both choked up we had to like oh. look away i was like stop looking at me my, <laughs> Seriously, my eyes her eyes are watering my eyes are watering oh. like you just you kicked it off with such a heartwarming things to say and then and all then the you sex us, and then all the sex <laughs> then you talk to, to us about <laughs> fucking a 27 year old in the ass a casual episode <laughs> fuck yeah <laughs> our Erotic keepers girl. are going to love it thank you so much and then thank you until next time until next time bye, bye. <laughs> Want to be featured on the show? Email us. Feedback at keepingitcasualpodcast.com. Want to win cool stuff? Just rate and review us on Apple Podcasts to get into our monthly giveaways. Last Wednesday of every month. And for more specialty podcasts and bonus content, join us on patreon.com slash keepingitcasualpodcast. Show you're a keeper on Facebook. You can like the page and join our group. Tweet at us at KICpod or Instagram at keepingitcasualpodcast. You can find me anywhere at MJ Radio Diva. And I'm everywhere at Bremixed, B-R-E-E-M-I-X-E-D. And for your one-stop shop, keepingitcasualpodcast.com. Bye. Bye.